Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, a fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm Kara the Mokne. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively exclusively for our patrons. Our patrons also get an exclusive invitation to our Discord server, where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addiction. And trust me, we're supporting and egging each other on in our drama addiction. And if you haven't already joined, it's also a good time to become a Kimchi VVIP because we are going to have our first ever Patreon Appreciation Month, which is going to be September, and it's coming up fast. Mm -hmm. We're uh, scheduling when we're going to be recording all these extra episodes, and it's like, oh, that's not too long away. So if you want to take advantage of all the extra content we are recording specifically for that month, as well as all of our backlog of four or five years worth of Patreon podcasts that we have recorded, then now is the time to come join us. And that, uh, again, is going to be in September. And that is going to include extra, I want to say like three extra podcasts for that month that Mm -hmm. you'll have available for you, as well as some giveaways because K-Drama Jen is going to Japan and Korea this summer. So she has that looking forward to that. And she's going to bring us back tons of goodies to give away. If you want to participate in this, now is the time to go click on that link and join our Patreon account. (laughs) I have extra suitcase space. So I was thinking that I would put like uh, Gong Yu or um, I don't know, (laughs) BTS or something like that in my suitcase and bring them back. And that That is is not at all serial (laughs) killer-ish. I'm not sure we should give that away as a Patreon. Maybe we should just like keep them in my basement. Oh, wait, that's also kind of creepy. Never mind. (laughs) Suddenly questioning my friendship with you. (laughs) If I have BTS in my basement, I will totally invite you over. Oh, okay. We're all right then. Okay. (laughs) All right. So speaking of stalking. Oh, wait. (laughs) Speaking of fan stalking, we are going to focus on Oktakyon today. He's a member of 2PM. And he's also an actor. He's been acting since about 2008, I believe. And he's just, he's become one of our favorites, especially because we've been able to see him improve over the years. And he's really dedicated to improving. We're grateful for that. So the rules of fangirl stalking are this. The best way to go about is first, we're going to share the dramas that we think are must-watch works by the actors. So by Taekyon. Then we'll follow it up with the shows that could go either way. You could watch them, you could not watch them. You're not going to miss a whole lot, but they'll give you a little more foundation into his progress. So they're worth watching, but there are some people who may not like the genre or just something about it might bother them. And if if it looks skippable, that's fine. Lastly, we will cover the dramas and movies that you really could skip and not miss much, at least in regards to Taekyeon. So these are the shows for those diehard fans who want to watch everything. You know who you are. We appreciate it. And we're here for you. So come join us as we jump right into all things Octacion. All right. So we're going to start with the stuff that you have to watch if you're a fan of his. And again, I don't know if we've all three of us have seen all of these. I have seen everything. 
So <laughs> I will definitely have my own opinion. So that might be leading on a few of these. But, you know, it, that's kind of how it always is anyway. So. So the first show I want to talk about is it's not his current airing one, but it was the one he was airing in the beginning of 2023, maybe the very end of 2022. I'm not sure where the cutoff on that was. And that is the drama Blind. Oh, I remember. I watched this. um, I definitely was watching it in like October of 2022 because I remember exactly where I was. So it must have been. Yeah, it was like in the fall. Yes. Then it was a, it's a good fall drama. So mm. with the fall coming up in a couple months, this might be a one for you guys to watch. And the drama is called Blind. And I think you can find it. I'm not sure what the app was, but it was something like YouTube, but a different country's YouTube app thing. It's on that. So not necessarily a dark site or a gray site. No, it wasn't a dark site. It was kind of like YouTube or the, um, what's the other one that we watch stuff on sometimes when we're desperate, but there's a lot of commercials. Um, On demand Korea? No, no. (laughs) It's like a, it's like YouTube, but it's not YouTube. Oh, is it Tubi? No. Is that it? Oh, there's so much. Anyway. 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 It starts with a D. Now I'm bugged. I'm going to. You'll have to go find it. Well, let's. Let's see. All right. Bill, Bill. Billy, Billy <laughs> TV. Oh, Billy, is Billy. Where you can find it. That's not Which what I was thinking. doesn't but... start with a D, by the way, but that's okay. No, but that's the place you can find it. I was saying the other place that we watch that's not YouTube. Now I'm just looking for to just because I'm cranky. <laughs> daily motion daily oh, motion got it okay yeah so it might be on daily motion too because a lot of stuff is on there as well mm-hmm. so like and those aren't the right? illegal sketchy sites they're just you might have some commercials because i'm not sounding smart today <laughs> <laughs> all right so and this is a show about uh they become involved in a serial murder case and it involves the jury members as the victims. And there's three individuals trying to uncover the truth behind the deaths. And he plays a detective, but he's a detective that kind of, if he doesn't cross the line, he's right on the line. I mean, Uh. he, he's not the most by the book kind of (laughs) guy. And we see back that there's some like backstory and stuff and, revengey stuff occasionally that comes into play but anyway so he's involved with this case that jury members are being killed off and one of the the female lead is one of the jury members so that's kind of how they all come into connection and it was really good really dark but really good this was i remember like this was the one i kept pushing play on over and over I mean, that probably doesn't surprise people because I'm the, <laughs> definitely the binger out of the group, but um, I was really invested in this. And I think KMU's got me started. And then I just kept watching and watching and watching. Um, and he was excellent. He was really, really good in this. Yeah, so I, I think he watch. definitely, this character was in between his Vincenzo character and 
maybe like his save me character, you know, because save me, he was a lot more do right kind of guy. But Vincenzo, he is totally evil. So this guy, this guy is in the middle. He had a lot of gray and he yeah. did a really good job of playing that. Yes. Okay. And I gave it one episode, but I was not in the right place for something that dark. And Ugh. yeah, so <laughs> when, I. When is yeah. Jen and I not in the right place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be my little sunshine over here until you, you, you have fun with that. Oh, it was <laughs> so good. And like, you know, it was just. For me, the right timing, like it was just, I remember watching it and being like, oh, this is hitting the spot, like my my serial killer spot. Um, <laughs> but he did a great job in this. So I agree that that's a, that's a good choice for a must watch. And maybe, I mean, you know, that was a whole year ago. So maybe now I would be in the right place for it because I know I'm craving more murder mysteries at the moment. Yeah, it so. was good. It was really, and there were a lot of like, what? Those kinds of moments. Yeah, so. there's a lot of great twists. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So right. another one to definitely watch is Vincenzo. Um, I started watching Vincenzo because, <coughs> sorry, uh, because of uh, Song Jun Ki, um, because I love him. And then I was so pleasantly surprised by the crazy pants role that uh, Taekyon ended up playing. And he did such a great job of juxtaposing kind of some different personalities within this um, that I really felt like this showed off like how far he has come as an actor. Um, I was really very taken by his acting in Vincenzo. And that's one that it's another one that I dropped, but it was not because of him. I remember when his character turned, when he hit that point and all of a sudden he was not the eager to please little puppy, but all of a sudden he was the bad guy blowing stuff up. And like my jaw dropped. I can still remember that. And that's when my opinion of his acting changed because it was such a fluid change. It felt natural, but at the same time, it was so surprising. It was such a great twist. And so... Yeah, I feel terrible because I'm like, oh, I dropped that one. I dropped that one. But no, this one was just, again, I was just not in the right place for the brutality that some of the other people were perpetrating. But he was amazing. Once again, I was totally in on the brutality. <laughs> <laughs> it was Same so me. wonderfully yeah. <laughs> gray. At, well, it wasn't even ethically gray. It was pretty much like ethically like, oh, he just killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the leading man, not just the bad guy. Um, so I was I was enjoying that. It was a nice little change that from the uh redemption anti-hero kind of guy. They just let him be who he is. But when it came to Tekion, I really loved how he was kind of annoying as that perky little work bestie. And then mm -hmm. that shift happened and he's beating people to death with golf clubs. It was really well done. It was well done. Yeah. Because again, you just don't, in your mind, he's not that kind of character ever. So it really takes you a moment to be like, holy crap, he just bludgeoned someone to death with a smile on his face. What is going on here? Uh, and it was very well done. Very wonderful. And I know so many people were really impressed with his 
um, progression on his acting abilities that he was able to do that kind of role, especially if you compare to where he was way back when he started like in Dream High. So for sure, (laughs) two different (laughs) level of actors, in my opinion, right there. So definitely must watch. Yeah. All right. And I actually switched things around so I could talk about the one full drama that I've watched of his that you've got on this list. (laughs) But Bring It On Ghost is actually one of my favorites of his. And he plays a ghost hunter. And he's just, he's hilarious because he's very enthusiastic, but he's very serious about his work. And then he gets, um, he gets caught up with um, Kim Soo-hyun, who is a ghost who can, like, he can see her. Well, he can see most ghosts, if I remember right. But, like, he can actually touch her, and that's different. That's not something he's experienced with ghosts before. And so he gets pulled into her her world and solving her mystery. And they were just, they were really good. They played off of each other really well. And I really loved his comedic timing. He and um, Kong Kiong, they were ghost hunter partners. And just mm-hmm. the comedy, because Kong Kiong couldn't see anything. And so the comedy of the two of them, you know, one can see, one can't see, but they're both trying to catch the ghost and just... There was great physical comedy, and then there was a great dedication to solving the mystery. And I just, I liked it. That was one I watched with my kids, and we all enjoyed it. It was one of those where I haven't always appreciated him as a romantic lead, I'll be honest. But I felt like he had a lot of chemistry in this, and it really worked. And it was just like, it wasn't all extreme steamy romance. But it was just that hint of connection that really worked for me bringing these two together. And I was very happy watching it. So mm-hmm. this uh, was one that I also watched with um, some, at least some of my children. Um, and it was it was fun. Like, I just remember there were a lot of scenes where I laughed because like he's running through, I don't know, like an amusement park or fair or something. And with his hand back as if he's holding the hand of somebody, but nobody else can see, right? So it looks like he's got like an imaginary friend that he's pulling behind him. (laughs) Um, And it was just hilarious. It was so funny. And that's when I started to really appreciate his comedic timing um, because I thought, okay, with the right partner, um, and he did it with his ghost hunting partner and also the female lead with um, uh, Kim Soo-hyun. And just being able to um, just play off of each other. I was like, he has really great potential for this. Uh, so I was, I really, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I think it's one to definitely watch if you like him. Yeah. Honestly, I would love to see him in another comedic role. Well, I guess Heartbeat is kind of feeling that. I huh? was going to say, I'm seeing it right now. In <laughs> yeah, the that's drama pretty that much I'm... what Heartbeat is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To finish off our must-watch, it would be a shame to not mention this one, and that is the drama Save Me. Mm, And this is definitely the one where I watched it, and I'm like, oh, he's gotten a lot better. Like, I remember thinking that, like, Bring It On Ghost was fun and quirky, and he did a good job on it, but it was Save Me that I feel like he had progressed to that next level of actor. And this one, he plays a local guy who is going up against a cult to save a girl who asked him to help save her. I guess. You know, hence, well, it was very the title. literal. 
<laughs> yeah, it was exactly. very literal. But he and his bestie, played by Wu Dae Wan, who this is one of his first roles, they kick a butt by going up against these cult members and trying to save this girl and save her from having to marry the creepy killer cult leader dude. So it was very good. Very, that very, was- very good. And I think that this is definitely a must watch. It's such a great drama. I have to admit, I was quite distracted by Udo Juan in this particular drama because it was sort of like, ooh, who is he? Um, but I've um, rewatched parts of Save Me and I'm like, oh, there he is. There's uh, Takyon. Um, so <laughs> I was not as distracted and he did amazing job. <laughs> so I will say that, um, but I kind of have a, you know, Udo Juan kind of thing. So um, he caught my eye from the very, very beginning. And in Save Me, that was like when I first was like, ooh, I'm going to watch this actor. So, but I will say, uh, Takyon did a really great job in it as well. And that's one of those dramas that you guys talked about for forever. And I was just like, I wish I could get into this. <laughs> I swear, I like this man as an actor and I have watched what I can. <laughs> but it's one of those that it is on my list when I'm in very specifically the right mood and I will go and watch it. That is also a really good one for the fall. Mm-hmm. Like there's just something about evil cults that just give you chills. All right. So snack people. now we're moving on from the must watch list to kind of that next level um like if you're in the mood then go ahead and and try this so the game towards zero um i don't know if i've seen did you see that one am i the only one that saw this one i wasn't sure there's a chance it was only me I I watched the first two episodes, maybe three, and I was just like, I do not understand what is going on. I don't think I've seen this. So I have the kind of snap, the storyline is when looking into someone's eyes, Kim Tae-pyung sees the moments right before their death. He takes advantage of his gift to earn money by selling this information to rich people about whoever they want. One day he crosses paths with So Jun Young, a crime division detective whom he can't foresee their death. Not knowing what this might imply, he tries to avoid her, but his power gets him involved in a kidnapping case. Although he was never once wrong with his death predictions, he still helps the police find the body. A mysterious serial murder draws Tae Pyung's attention. He partners with Detective Jun Young, to solve the string of murders. I don't think I've watched this, but this is totally the kind of show I would like. It really is. I, I'm i not sure what you were doing. It might be one during one of your crazy, crazy school periods that you Could just weren't be. watching a lot. Do you remember like, when And it, it was solid. Out? Like, it's not as good as that next level. I believe it's on Vicky, or it was when I watched it. It's on Vicky. It came out in 2020. So it was right before pandemic. That might have been part of it, uh, too. Oh, that definitely could have been... Yeah, I was a little busy then. Yeah, <laughs> just restructuring everything. And yeah. and the story was good. It's not as solid as the ones that we put in the must-watch drama list, but it was good. So it, definitely worth the watch. So if you're in the mood for serial killer stuff, 
with but this one was more very serial killer light it wasn't as dark as the stuff in that we've already discussed so it's definitely one of the more lighter serial killer things I don't remember exactly why I was annoyed about it, except that the story wasn't making sense. And I remember we were all very excited because this was his first post-military drama. So. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm going to watch it. Were there abs? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like well, first I mean, episode. If <laughs> sorry. If it's post-military drama, there have to be abs, right? So yeah, that's, that's not as big a thing now I've noticed as when it used to be, because you used to always get the ab shots and now they're trying to maybe be more respectful and not like, you know, sensationalize guys abs. But I kind of miss the days where you could guarantee at least three shots of an ab the first episode and then well, they also- let him eat. It's really about appreciating their service because, you know, they they just got out of their military training. And I feel that it's really important for us to celebrate the hard work that they put in um, to have such chiseled and, um, you know, toned uh, muscles. Know who put in the work? Wu Taewon, because he did that Netflix show with the boxing oh, oh bloodhound oh for sure bloodhound? there yeah. were so much abs there were abs on top of abs and it was glorious and then when you think he couldn't get more abs he got more abs in like episodes six and seven and eight so it was impressive impressive and they like uh i think it was drama geek was telling us how they had to cgi out some abs for his other drama that he the Josephine attorney time. Yes. yeah cuz he had too many abs <laughs> you can never have too many abs can you i guess you can if you're like a historical lawyer who still is so. taking his shirt off all the time <laughs> right so, so i don't know i would have is- i would have been fine i would have been like this seems totally in character <laughs> yeah 100% but, yes no what we but, know from this is that udo Juan is an overachiever yeah and he's okay with showing off his abs still post-military he knows what the people want (laughs) he does and i have to say i appreciate that this um fangirl stocking on takyon has a lot of udo juan in it (laughs) i think (laughs) i'm takyon what i'm hearing is we should do a fangirl stocking of udo juan sometime in the next year maybe we Um, should okay all right it'll go on the list Anyway, going back. <laughs> All right. So the next thing to watch if you're in the mood, and I watched it just today, is Takyon's interview with Eric Nam on the Daybox show. I loved it because they were so relaxed with each other. And they talk about how they've been like in each other's circles, but they haven't actually hung out. And yet Eric Nam's really good at building a natural rapport with his guests. And he and Takyon, they don't have similar upbringings, but it's close. Because Takion was born and raised in Seoul and then came over as a preteen to the U.S. and so spent his teenage years in the U.S. And so they have that connection, the U.S.-Korea connection. And so they were in English most of the time, but it was funny because, like, if they couldn't think of the right word in English, they would use the Korean one. I'm just like, I need subtitles still. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great because Takion goes, like, Eric walks him through just, like, his journey to becoming an actor and an idol and just how Taekyung basically kind of fell into it. He just went to a JYP audition in New York for just fun. His sister's like, hey, you should do this. And they're like, okay, road trip. We'll go and do it. 
and then to get callbacks and then at 18 decide to move back to Korea and go into training and he just wow. everything he's done he he's just kind of fallen into so he's not one of those really driven desperate people but he's enjoyed it and he's done well at it and he he's very frank about his acting like he's like yeah I watched my early dramas I watched them once so that I know how to do better and so I thought I thought that was pretty cool but it was a great interview and I it was well worth the hour that I spent watching it because yes. I didn't have a chance to see that interview, so I'm going to have no comment on this particular thing, but I will go watch it because I do enjoy, like, I really actually really like Eric Nam, and I really like how he builds rapport with everybody, like, that's a guest. Um, and uh, I think that uh, it's nice to see them kind of banter back and forth. So I will definitely watch that. And I've watched various clips on TikTok because they keep showing up in my feed. So (laughs) (laughs) I have seen that and it was very enjoyable. And I enjoyed how it went into his life with 2PM and how he started and then got into acting and like the whole thing. So it's very interesting. Do they talk about Jun Ho as well? Because yes, um, because he's the one that broke um, Taekyung's wrist in like 2013. (laughs) I need to watch this. <laughs> and and they were just playing, just to get that out there. There was no conflict. They were just playing, but Juno is apparently very strong. So speaking of abs, I mean, yes, he's very strong. <laughs> and now it is time to talk about those shows that are just for the diehard fans, and you can watch them, but at least with Tekyon's character they might not be the best performance mm-hmm. and we're going to start with a show called who are you and I can honestly say that Kim J. Wook's character who was I believe he was the killer or he was killer or another cop it's been so long and I hate watched that show uh, but anyway he was a million times more interesting than either of the leads who were super, super dull and and just boring. And it wasn't all their fault, just the writing was really bad too. So it was like all around horrific writing. And then the performances did nothing to elevate it. So, so this that's why was it's on this one. different than the school 2015, right? Yeah, this wasn't the school one. Okay, because there's Who Are You? 2015 and then there's no this is called who are you it's him uh it was him and there is an actress that i didn't really enjoy i'm trying to remember she had one of those very stoic grumpy faces where she kind of just like moped a lot Mm. it's about a woman who is able to see spirits after waking up from a 16 six year long coma and the guy, a man who only believes in solid evidence. The two detectives come to understand each other as they try to help the spirits attached to objects at a lost and found center rest in peace. It's good. She was chic in it, right? Uh, no, I don't believe so. He was the hacker. Um, I don't know. Let me see. I will extend to the full. No. Oh, wait. Yeah. He had a guest role for like an episode or two. Okay. 
that makes see sense. that says something that you remember that more than <laughs> the rest like i'd barely remember this so it was pretty I... forgettable it wasn't good oh well if you're a diehard fan then you can go watch it but i don't really remember it at all yeah did you see it uh Makine? I did not. I yeah. yeah, that was totally not on my radar. And it's funny because like reading this plot synopsis, it's like, well, that could be really good. But again, it well, and it had and... the girl that was the lead. She was the kind of like the evil girl, second lead in a ton of stuff, mm. um, like Secrets of Women. She was in Three Days. Um, I hear your voice. She had a guest thing, Chumdung. Chang Dong Ma. Anyway, Alice, she was the second oh. lead. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You remember who she is, right? Oh, she's yeah. a My Shining Girl. She was the the horrible second lead that never understood no. Oof. So assorted gems. She was she was in all the Mokjong dramas yes. where the second lead always felt that they licked a cookie first, so that meant they had to get married to that cookie. I can't so. understand that whole cookie licking thing and why there might be a sense of ownership. It was very much like my family was friends with him first, so he's mine. Get away, you yes. evil woman. Yeah, she was very that much was that. The style kind of, the of second yeah. lead for a while. Yeah, for sure. And so so yeah, so that this was where she was in a main lead, but it just didn't really quite go great. I don't and, know. And Taekyon was just sort of like, this is not the drama if to watch him in, unless you're a really diehard fan. Well, I think a lot of the people, again, were more focused on uh, Kim Dae-wook because this was, or Kim Jae-wook, because this was before he took any lead roles. Mm. So he hadn't had a lead and everyone's like, what the crap? Why isn't he a leading man? Because he was just the pretty guy from like um, Coffee Prince. Coffee Prince. And then he had done a couple other like side character stuff. And at least this one moved him up to like second lead serial killer character kind of thing. So that was something, but he hadn't had that leap into main role characters yet. And so I remember that being like more of the, what was talked about than mm. the drama itself. All right. So don't watch for Taekyung. Don't but yeah, yeah. It's, it's boring. <laughs> All right. Well, the other one, I kind of had to take some exception here that you have this under a diehard fan watch because Dream High. For him, only for him, for his character. It was not a good performance. It wasn't, but. Not Dream... even, a, even a little. And it's almost like you watch it and it's cringeworthy. But Dream High is such a classic drama and I still love it. But I love for it him so much. On that Eric Nam interview, he even talks about how he it was very cringy. went back and watched mm -hmm. some of his old stuff. And he's like, it was not good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so even he admits it was not the best performance. But but, but again, you, he was like a poor right. little boy taken out of Boston and put into a K-pop group. And then they made him an actor. <laughs> and I'm not sure like how much influence he had on that decision <laughs> so not much 
Yes, but it definitely, sounds like I he think... was told he was going to become an actor. So. But definitely, I think Dream High is worth a watch. So if you are even a little bit of a um, Takion fan, like you, you can see kind of like where he started and then you can really appreciate where he is now. <laughs> I was going to say, I was thinking you were going to say and it's and appreciate you know, his qualities. I'm like, there is no qualities. No, in that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, appreciate his growth. I think yeah. you should see like, wow, he's really made amazing improvements. See, and, and that's the thing. Like, I forgot to look up on YouTube, but I've seen Dream High. I liked Dream High. You couldn't I remember, remember he was him. in it. <laughs> nope. I don't remember him at all. Like, I remember you. I remember Kim Soo Hyun. I remember Susie. All of these people. Not him. All right. So the final one in the and I will say that I actually enjoyed this drama. And so I think it if it's the kind of drama that you enjoy, go give it a check. But it he was in Wonderful Days. And what this was was one of those super long weekend family dramas. And so he's definitely not like the main character per se he was like the brother of a main character it's one of those that has like the three brothers and their story and their family and stuff and he has two twins so it was kind of cute because he had these two twin children and he was attempting to become mature because he was always the flighty youngest child and now he's a dad and he's trying to figure out how not to be a man baby and be a parent and so it was kind of fun to watch but again 50 episodes and and his acting was still kind of a little raw rough, rough. Yeah. yeah i so, think i but, watched it did it have story park arc was cute did it have park bogum in it i feel uh, like the the main brother was yuso jin so he was in a million of those back in the day let's see it was so long ago. It was like nine years ago that I watched this. Yes, Park Bogum was in it. He was the younger version. He was like a baby. Yeah. He yes. was like <laughs> So he was the younger version of um the the oldest brother's character. And it had um oh I love her. Like um what is her name? She's She's been, she's like in everything now, but. Are you talking about she Kim was in, She was in Queenmaker. Oh, she was yeah. in uh, Extraordinary Attorney Wu. Um, Kim Hee Sun? Jin no, Kyung. Who? Jin Kyung. So she's like, you'll if you look her up, you'll okay. be like, oh, yeah, yes. I was going to be like, Kim Hee Sun, she's the one that was in Faith. Yeah, Faith, and there was something and recently that we really liked her in. Oh, Tomorrow. She was one of the Reapers. Yes, Tomorrow. But that's she not who really we're talking about. That. That's not who I'm talking no. about. No. <laughs> I'm talking about Jin yes, Kyung. Jin Kyung. She's been in like a million things. Well, lately she was the president in Black Knight. Uh-huh. Okay. And yeah. she was one of the characters, older sisters. But again... It's been so long. I don't remember all the story arcs because 50 episodes with a lot of different people. So, but I think, but I again, it was really cute watching him with 
having the twin kids and the twin kids were adorable. And I just remember the little girl knowing what a loser her dad was <laughs> and that he needed to maybe man up and become an adult. Um, and she would definitely state her opinion on that a lot. And it was kind of cute. So, and he is having to go to like parent teacher conference and he like fell for their teacher, I believe is uh. the story arc. It was, so these twins had, um, this really awesome teacher and that's who he ended up with. So that's for the diehard fans. I think there's so much more to that story that his story arc is limited in amount of time spent on it. So. All right, let's move on to his current airing drama, which I said I wanted him in a comedy, and then I remembered Heartbeat Exists. <laughs> <laughs> so just a quick uh, plot synopsis. So Taekyun is playing Son Woo Hyul, who is a vampire who wants to become human. And so he learns from this cat god type thing that if he sleeps in a, a certain kind of coffin for 100 years, he'll become human. But... Ju in Hay breaks into his house. Well, not breaks into. She inherits it and she walks in and she opens his coffin one day early. So he's half human, half vampire and struggling a little bit. And she she's um she's struggling herself. She is the child, the great great grandchild of his original butler and so she has no idea of her family's legacy and she's in his house except it's her house because everything's in her name. And so they're trying to figure out how to coexist. How to help him achieve his goal. Oh, to help her just live. And it's one of those, will they or won't they fall in love? That kind of thing. So it, it it's not a jumbled mess like I'm making it. I'm just trying to do better than the plot synopsis on MDL. <laughs> on the fly. So are we enjoying this drama? Absolutely. Tekyum's comedic timing is just top notch. He did have a chance at one point to pull out his serious side. And it was just like, ooh, yay. We get all the range. And uh, Wan Jia is his is the female lead. And she's just, she's really good too. I really like how she's just very self-sufficient, like almost stubbornly self-sufficient. And so how that makes her butt heads with him and how they're kind of like beginning their journey together with just being polar opposites focused for their survival, but still stuck in the same house. And I don't know. I just, I like their... I like the setup. It's a good setup. I have to agree. It's it's just a fun show. Um, there's a few things that might I wish were different that I might talk about in a few seconds when we're doing spoilers. Mm -hmm. But for right now, it's just fun. Uh, there's a lot of really cute moments. And he's just totally eating up the scenery with all his mm -hmm. over-the-top reactions. And it's just super cute. So. Same. I am enjoying it. Um, again, comedic timing is really spot on, along with his amazing suits. Um, mm -hmm. So I am definitely enjoying it for sure. More to say when we can spoil. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we can switch this because I think we all three commented on it already. So back to Jen's. We're six episodes in. Would you recommend it at this point? Um, and I would say yes. I think that if you want to just kind of, it's campy, kind of vampire fun, don't take it too seriously. 
Don't get distracted by his ears. Um, <laughs> I, I think really you're the only time. one distracted by his ears. Okay, like, now I that I only said it, commented on it. <laughs> now that I've said it, you go and watch, and you will see that <laughs> it, because his ears stick out a little bit, the sun will go like will shine through his ears and make them extra red. It's true. I'm Sorry. okay with that. I'm not saying it's, it's a good. bad thing. Poor guy. I'm just saying I'm distracted he, by he's it. He's going to hear this and have an issue now. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Don't, don't. It Tech adds Young, to your charms. Please don't feel bad. If you are feeling bad, I apologize, but it's okay. I just finished the sixth episode right before we started recording. And the one word for me is just enjoyable. It is super enjoyable. I love it. All right, so now we'll go into the spoiler section because we like spoilers. So how's the vampire theme going? I'm kind of liking this take where he's kind of a humanistic vampire. Like they're playing to the whole fact that he wants to be human. And so like he loves watching people fall in love and he drinks animal blood rather than human blood. And he tries to protect the humans where he can. And I'm just like, that's that's kind of cool. I like that take on it because it makes him it makes him relatable instead of scary and vicious like a who was it? Gui from Scholar who, who uh, walks the night. Mm. He he's not Gui, and we haven't seen any ops, so definitely not Gui. Anyway, but he was sexy, <laughs> but he was also evil, evil and sexy. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I like that his two, I don't know, their friends, their subordinates, whatever. Having lived as long as they have, I don't understand how they're still this goofy. Mm-hmm. And I kind of don't like that, but I don't know. I'll get through it. You got to in a comedy, you got to have the silly sidekicks in there filling that role. So as the vampire theme goes, that's that's what I'm saying. I, I like it. I think it's a solid place to be to be comedic and have vampires. Uh, for me, I think it's not living up to the premise. I feel like the first two episodes did a really good job of mixing vampire with vampire becoming human content and but episode five and six it's like is there really anything that's even indicating that he's special or different at all it he's pretty much just a old fuddy-duddy human walking around at this point you know nothing's really going on again his friends they don't seem to have any common sense or have lived or experienced anything the same with everyone it just seems like well it doesn't matter if you can live forever you're going to just kind of be a mid-level eh, human anyway, you know? <laughs> I just kind of wish that there was something that made them different or more interesting or just have more depth. And I feel that the show's not giving us that. And I really enjoyed the first couple episodes that, you know, that we're kind of looking at what it means to be human. And I feel that's kind of dissipated a lot. I agree with that. I think that we were starting off in a good direction, especially like when he had his like got his little um I don't know fix of you know his blood fix and suddenly he's you know able to like jump from buildings and like do his bad donkey vampire stuff and that was cool. But I I don't understand why, like, like you said, his sidekicks are also vampires. Like, why aren't they cool? Like, why can't they do stuff? And also, mm. 
Like, why does he want to be human? Like that, that's, he, that's boring. Like, well, and it doesn't really make sense at beat. all. Yeah, I get it. But like, go, go do cool vampire stuff. Like, it'll be more exciting. Well, and also the writer kind of has it written like, well, they're not drinking blood or doing anything because blood's expensive. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, really? Is that really what's going on? Or just you don't want to have to deal with any ethical dilemmas. And this is how you're skipping them. And I don't know. Or a special think, effects budget ran out. Well, you don't even really need special effects when you're doing campy stuff. Yeah, you know, like flash their eyes a little and call it good. But they're <laughs> not even doing that. And it's just like, meh. So the vampire theme, it's not great. But the story is still fun. I mean, him being a harumphing old man in a hot guy's body is <laughs> hilarious because he's speaking all like the grandpa who's about to place his hand on his neck and pretend to have a heart attack kind of <laughs> character and that's how he's talking you know and it's just it's funny so that's kind of entertaining so i'm still entertained just the vampire stuff is like yeah yeah this isn't good as a vampire show so do does he have chemistry with the leading lady I think they have really great chemistry. I'm not sure it's romantic chemistry, but they play off each other really well. I'm and so I'm sure enjoying it's not that. romantic chemistry. I mean, I think they have really good comedic timing together. I think they're, yes. they've got really good friend chemistry and, you know, partner chemistry. But we will discuss this with the next question. But yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to agree. It doesn't not getting the romantic vibes. Okay, so our next question is, do we want there to be any romance or are we firmly stuck with second lead syndrome at this point? So I really like the second lead and I feel like he has really great chemistry with the female lead. And I don't know if we're supposed to feel that because I suspect that he's like the descendant of, you know, the vampire hunters and we're going to have some mm -hmm. sort of you know, he's going to turn into a bad guy or something. And so but I'm we're six episodes in and there's none of that. And so it's like, yeah, but what we are you get setting a little... us up for? <laughs> but he's got some sort of a, you know, genetic thing or whatever curse. So it could happen. Um, I don't <laughs> love his fashion choices. Um, they're very interesting, but. I mean, he's kind of sweet, though. Like, he is. So, I I don't know. It's a little hard. And I'm not feeling a ton of romantic chemistry with um, the other two. So, I feel like I kind of want her to be with him. Same. Well, and I'm just, I'm kind of, I'm looking ahead because the very final scene in episode six was when the girl from the Joseon period, her reincarnated version, shows up in front of him. And so that's going to be a game changer. And we'll see what that does to the chemistry and where the the love lines go. But I'm also wondering, just the way they've talked about her, like she keeps talking about being drawn to the mansion, which is fine. But she also is a CEO of something. I can't remember what, but I'm just like, I'm seeing potential here where she might actually be one of the ones to turn evil or maybe she turns vampire hunter on him. I don't know. I, I don't fully trust her character. 
So that's kind of that's where I see that going. As for second lead syndrome, I'm I'm on the fence. I'm waiting for any sparks to show up anywhere. So they've been all over the place. How are you not seeing sparks? It's just <laughs> she's too stupid to know that there's sparks happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's part of the problem <laughs> with the second lead. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So even the vampires notice they're sparking. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dense. He is not the brightest emotional bulb out there. <laughs> so this is one of those where I'm just going to kind of wait and see and hopefully swoon at some point. But, you know, it's still really fun. Like, I'm mm -hmm. still really enjoying it. And so, we'll, yeah, like you said, let's see where it goes. Yeah. And it may be one of those that we're not in it for the romance. Maybe we're just in it for his journey. I don't know. <laughs> well... Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. 